I'm the host, Paige Demacos, here with my co-host, Chris Schubert. What's up, guys? We're back. If you haven't seen our Wine and Quarterbacks Whining with Winers. Paige, whining, stop burying the lead. Whining with Winers. You whining need to see winers. it. It's a must-watch. We need all your feedback, yeah. really. We need to hear what quarterbacks we got right, which is all of them. And <laughs> yeah, none of we them. We did pretty no, we got, well. We did good. We did really we well. We did good. And we're all, we also want to hear what other wines you want us to rate and put quarterbacks alongside it because there's a lot of opportunity. We only did six, and there's 32 quarterbacks on the league. I think we're going to do something with running backs next week. Yes. I think that's the rumor. Something yes. with running backs also, and ice cream. I, I also did uh, equate Tom Savage to box wine today on oh, Twitter. Oh, did you? That's very yeah, good. People were really into, into that because Tom Savage is much like boxed wine. Not very good. Okay, but let's get into actually actually talking about fantasy football today because okay. that's what the show is about, fantasy mm -hmm. football, correct? Absolutely, 100%. All right, let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. He's good. Fifth rank last week with 24 total points. Uh, a guy that you probably drafted later on because you thought he wasn't going to play for six games. Now it looks like Ezekiel Elliott is going to be playing not only the first six games but all the games unless he had an injury. So... We're looking at Zeke from a different perspective now. If you got him in the second round, it looks really good because he's probably your RB2, or maybe you got him in a late, you got a really, really good wide receiver like an Antonio Brown, and then you get Ezekiel Elliott. What do you expect from Zeke going forward? Uh, I, I expect from Zeke what you expect from Zeke, and that is to be solid and to be in each game every week. I, I think when you look at this Denver defense, Last year, 28th ranked against the run. We, you and I both thought Melvin Gordon would have a pretty good game. He yep. didn't. He was sluggish. Does that carry over here for Zeke in this game? Does the Denver defense get better against the run and stop them and stop Ezekiel Elliott this week? I've just seen too much from Zeke now to really think he's going to have a regress game just yet. Uh, but that's a tough environment. And if play calls get messed up, if there's some miscommunication, those are things that you have to think about when you're deciding whether to play Zeke. Uh, you play him. Yeah. You're just going to take your chances with him this week. But if he has a bad game, it wouldn't surprise me. But I do expect him to have a Zeke-like performance. 24 points, maybe not. But I do expect him to be maybe in the 20 range. For sure. He's projected overall for 19.7 points against the Denver defense. If you score 19 points on the Denver defense, defense even if he gets in that 12 to 15 range that's pretty good that's pretty good yeah I mean it depends on where you got him if yeah, you were one sure. of, if you were one of the people that reached for Zeke expecting this to go down the way it did where he would get the temporary restraining order and be able yeah. to play throughout the season then no you need him to be a running back one and you need him to put up running back for one sure. numbers but if you got him fourth fifth sixth round yeah. and you hit a home run 12 to 15 points you're happy that he's just out on the field playing for your fantasy team it's likely that if you're a good fantasy football player you did not reach for Zeke, and that means you're getting high value on him. You're very high which value. Is, which is really, really great. All right, yep. moving on to the quarterback of the hour. That would be Tom Ooh. Brady. Okay. Uh, the wine, he was the champagne yesterday. He was champagne. Yes. Why? Because he celebrates a lot and wins a lot of Super Bowls. Okay? So let's talk about Tom Brady. Last week, last week he was really bad. Not he great played, for Tom. He played the Kansas City Chiefs. Tom Brady last year finished third, third overall in ESPN standard scoring for quarterback play. Now, Tom Brady is a must-start every week. We're not putting him in start and sit this week. We're just talking about what Tom is going forward. He's playing the Saints defense. Oh, yeah. I love this. So I love it this week. If there is one thing that you need, if you're a Tom Brady owner, is him to face a really bad defense in week two. And in a here, revenge game. And here you go. Tom Brady is not happy. He is not happy Very with angry. the way that he and his team Very performed angry. on Thursday night. When the banner gets raised, they get their Super Bowl rings, the trophies in town, and they lay a goose egg against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is not acceptable for Tom Brady. So he's going to want a big rebound performance, and he gets the perfect team to do it against. I think 
this is another guy that I don't think anyone's talking about. This is the Brandon Cooks revenge game as well. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is going to want to have a big game against his former employer in the New Orleans Saints. I think this is a huge week for all of the players involved in, uh, in New England, except their running backs. If you play one of their running backs, I will continue to yell at you on the show. Yeah, he has adopted that for me because... You should never start anyway. Don't start running a running back, back that Don't plays in Don't start a running back. Do but not guys do that it. started, guys that scored more points than Tom Brady sure. include Deshaun Kaiser, Ooh. Tyrod Taylor, Carson Wentz, Trevor Simeon. Nobody predicted that to happen. But not Andy Dalton. I just want to remind everyone no. four picks last week. Do he's not playing start tonight. Uh, do not play him. Do not start any. He's on the do not draft yeah, list. Yeah, he's also on the do not start list. He's on list. The, do the DNS list. Yeah, do under not start. no circumstances should Andy him. Dalton be in your lineup. Do not start him. All right, the last person we're getting into, we picked a couple of different guys we really like this week. Jordy Nelson, 20.9 points against the Seattle Seahawks. Elite. Throwing your word Ooh, in there, that's Chris. A good word. Elite I like that defense. Word. Mm -hmm. They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. They're going on the road. They're playing indoors. Uh -huh. They're playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Do I buy into any of the hype surrounding Atlanta? No. Jordy Nelson is a must-start every week that he is out on the field. The chemistry between him and Aaron Rodgers is like nothing else in football other than Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. Mm -hmm. Jordy Nelson knows where to be. He knows where to be on the field at all moments of time. And Aaron Rodgers goes to his number one wide receiver all of the time. Chris, so, do you disagree? No, I 100% agree. I, and I look at this matchup this week. He scored 20.9 points, a home game uh, against a very good Seattle secondary that made it very difficult for him, and he still put up 20 fantasy points, or close to 21 fantasy points. The Falcons have a, a not as great defense. Their secondary is fine, but I think the turf, the speed of the game is a lot better. That favors Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. And you may see a lot more jailbreak plays with, with them if they can draw the Falcons offsides and then get those free plays. That means good things for Jordy Nelson. So he scored 21 points against Seattle last week. I expect him to score more this week against Atlanta. So if you can get him into your lineup, I think this is a huge play this week. All right, let's get into start and sit. This is our segment, oh, Starter boy. Sit. This these, is are where guys, I, these are guys that are going to be on the bubble. Yeah, I make okay? a fool of myself in this segment. That's right. I, I'm normally That's wrong. Right. This is what the show yeah, is. I know. The gimmick is Chris makes it a makes fool of himself, and I'm always right. That's, That's how fine. we do this, okay? So we're looking at the quarterback. We're looking at Carson Palmer this week. Mm -hmm. We live in Arizona. We play very close attention to Carson Palmer. Watch Carson a little He's bit too very closely good. sometimes. Yep. He's a very good quarterback. He had a very, very rough, rough first game. Okay. He's playing on the road at Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Chris, yep. do you feel comfortable starting Carson Palmer in week two? Uh, absolutely 100,000% yes, and here's why. Paige, can you name anybody on the Colts defense? Uh, no, because they're bad. Okay, that, that's exactly the reason why you're going to play Carson Palmer this week. Because, one, I don't think he's going to have that bad of a game where he's going to throw three interceptions. And, two, the, the defense that he's playing, that Lions defense was very good in week one. Maybe a little bit surprising to a lot of us. They were a really good fantasy play, but just on the field in terms of football, they were really good. I don't think you have that here in, in week two for Carson Palmer and the Arizona Cardinals. I think he has more success. Now, if you are concerned about Carson Palmer in terms of not having David Johnson, then that is a, a big loss because I, that's a huge threat out of the backfield for Carson and it allows him to maybe pick up a first down here and there and extend drives to, to have that big play. Is he going to have that this week? If you're a big fan of Kerwin Williams and you play him, then maybe he has that guy, but it's going to be a little bit up and down, but I still play Carson because I think Indy is bad. I think the Cardinals have a lot of success on offense this week and they put up a lot of points. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the camp of believing that Carson's not going to have two back-to-back -back bad weeks. No, he's not throwing three picks again. Yeah, he's not throwing three picks again. He's playing against a poor team, so you got to start Carson Palmer this week. All right, let's move on to our second guy. Okay. This is also a quarterback. A quarterback oh. that flashed last week that people really, really like, and that is Sam Bradford. Okay, first time on the Go show. Go to Chris. Go to Chris. Hold on. First time on the show. 
That's a point for me. Because I last week picked Sam Bradford as my money matchup. Yep, he sure did. So he was huge in that Monday night game against a very poor Saints defense. But this week, we're sitting him down. We're yeah. not playing him, and here's oh, why. A, ro okay. a road game against a Pittsburgh defense that I know is not what it used to be, but is still a gnarly, it's gritty. T.J. Watt had a really big rookie debut. They're home. They're going to want to play better than they did yep. against Deshaun Kaiser and the Browns. I don't love this matchup for Sam Bradford. He may be able to find early success, but I think when this game settles in around the second or third quarter, you're going to see him have some struggles. And he didn't throw a pick in week one. The rebound is coming, and I think he throws a couple picks here in week two. So I'm sitting him down. I'm going to go against Chris. I'm starting Sam Bradford in a... In a it hurts in a, me to do this because I was a, so right in week I'm one. I'm in a 16-team league. In a 16-team league, you got to start Sam Bradford. There are not there are not enough 15 better quarterbacks than Sam Bradford. No, probably week. not. And I am not very high on Pittsburgh's defense. I think their secondary is not very good. I'm a big believer in what Dalvin Cook has done thus far. Oh, he's been huge. I'm a big believer in Stefan Diggs. I think they're over Overall, Kyle Rudolph, I really like their offense, and their offensive line played very good, uh, now albeit against a Saints defense. But I do start Sam Bradford this week. If I'm in a 10-team league... I, I think he's QB2. He's he's on the outskirts. Right. In a 16-team league, like I'm in, I'm playing Sam and Bradford. The Saints have Cameron Jordan on their defensive line who led them in the sacks the last two seasons. So they can get, they can get pressure on the quarterback, yep. and they didn't in that game against Minnesota. And a really nice job for a Minnesota offensive line last year was... It was made, they were traffic cones. I mean, you could just line up five traffic cones and it would have been better than the Minnesota offensive line last year. Revolving door, whatever phrase you want to use. They, Sam Bradford got killed. He was running for his life. A breath of fresh air in week one for them. He had time in the pocket. And what's really going to help you if you have Sam Bradford is going to be the deep ball. Because if he can throw that deep ball because he has time in the pocket, then he's going to have those big plays with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph. So you are really paying a close attention to how well the offensive line plays in the first couple weeks of the season. Because if it does play well, it's going to mean that he can have those big plays that put up some big points. All right, we're moving on to a wide receiver, and that's Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns only had a few catches for 42 yards last week but what happened for this week is that their number one overall wide receiver goes down Allen okay? Robinson yes. Allen Robinson goes down so now Allen Hearns is gonna see a lot of those they're playing Tennessee <sighs> a tough game but they're at home yeah. I, I do believe that in a flex position sure or in a PPR league if he's a wide receiver two option He's really the guy now because of the injury to Allen. Here, a couple of thoughts on this. I'm very conflicted because, okay. one, anytime an injury happens, you're always looking for that next guy up. And Allen Hearns classifies as the next guy up in this offense. They gave him a big contract extension a couple years ago, a four-year deal, paying him, I think, 50 or $60 million. They, they have paid him money to stay there in, in Jacksonville. They were trying to trade him in the offseason, but they ended up holding on to him. And I'm, I'm sure, I, I, get, I think they're sure glad they did because they now have him. But what I keep coming back to is one guy, and it's Blake Bortles. And I just worry about Blake Bortles' ability to get the ball to Alan Hearns. And if he can do it, then yeah, I think Alan Hearns is a perfect flex guy for a week two matchup. Because I think he's it's a great flex play because when you're playing your flex position, if they have that big game, then it's a home run. But if they're in that 10 to 15 point range, you're happy with what you got out of your flex position. That's what I think Alan Hearns can do. It's just a matter of whether or not you think Blake Bortles can get him the football. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, it's one of those ones you're not very sure on. Not, That's why they're yeah. starting sit. That's if why I played Alan sit. Hearns, if I had to play Alan Hearns this week, yeah, I wouldn't love it, but I think I could come to terms with it because he's gonna get the ball thrown to him yes, a lot. So just based off of volume, he's and probably value. And, and value, value. He's probably gonna have a good game. Yeah. The, the next guy we're moving on to, Shane Vereen. I love this one. Shane Vereen. We're playing at home. The Giants are playing at home. They're playing Detroit. Mm-hmm. 
let's say the New York Giants had, I'm trying to think of a nice word. There are no nice words. It was a horrible outing. A horrible outing. Offensive line garbage. Our fun, <laughs> garbage. Offensive line garbage. Garbage. That is true. But when you look at Shane Vereen this week, do you like Shane Vereen in a starting position as a running back versus the Detroit Lions defense who played much better than people anticipated against the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, their defense was really good. And I think the, the question here is if you have to play Shane Vereen, you're in a lot of trouble. And maybe yes. you're somebody out there who had David Johnson and you're trying to pick up somebody on the waiver wire and Shane Vereen is a guy that you can pick up. And it's really going to depend on how you feel about Paul Perkins. I'm a little bit higher on Paul Perkins than most. I think he establishes himself at some point as the main back there in New York. But for right now, they're going to lean on the veteran, and that's Shane Vereen. And I think he's a guy, if you can snag him for a running back two or a flex spot, and you're, 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 you don't have options, and you just need to go with a guy, Shane Vereen's a guy that you start. But if you have two other running backs that you like and you have a flex position that you like, Shane Vereen is a sit for me just because I don't know how much consistency they're going to get from that offensive line. All right. Well, here's where I'm going to go against Chris, and I'm going to start Vereen. You're starting Vereen. Okay. I'm starting Vereen. Pass catching backs. Two of them. Two of them reached double-digit targets in week one. You want to know who they were? Tariq Cohen and Shane Vereen. Why? Because these guys are pass catching backs. They can do double things. And what's going to happen is because of the poor offensive line play, Eli Manning's going to have to rely on Shane Vereen a little bit more this week, even so, going forward, because he's going to check down. Mm -hmm. He's going to go to this guy a little bit more. I like the snap count and how many offensive plays he was involved in in this week. So I am starting Shane Vereen, and I'm going against Chris this week. That sounds about right. I mean, you normally <laughs> go against me, and one of us is right and one of us is wrong. And we kind of know. We, yeah, we kind of know yeah, how this story it's, ends. It's usually me. All this right. next guy's interesting. This next guy's interesting. That's Danny Amendola. Uh, as of Thursday, as of this morning. Well, we're doing this. Not a, not a practice. Not a practice. Not a practice. So if you have Danny Amendola, okay. he's usually a guy you want to start. But it's, he makes me very nervous, and that's why if I'm doing this on Sunday morning, you and I might be talking about Danny Amendola again and urging you to sit him because of injury, because of concussion. Yeah, I, I think right now as we're sitting here on a Thursday, Danny Amendola's a sit. If he's not practicing and I, I don't Absolutely. know if he's going to be healthy, i got to pick somebody else up because I, I cannot afford to play a guy and have zero points. I can't afford to be somebody who played Odell Beckham Jr. this past week and didn't get any points from him. Uh, but, but you would think that if Danny Amendola is healthy, he's a great value because why? He's going to get a lot of the Julian Allen touches because he does a lot of the this, this same things. But the big question with him is can he stay healthy? And so far the answer to that question is no. So if you have Danny Amendola on this team, I'll take this a step further, keep him. Keep him on your bench. Keep him around for a week or two. See what happens in that offense. See if they hit their stride because I think they will. And when that happens, everyone's going to try to take away Brandon Cooks and that's going to open up the door for Danny Amendola to have some uh, better opportunities. Yeah, I'm in the sit position here when we're speaking on Thursday. It may change. I mean, he could Between be a, me if he's Sunday, a sit, he's a start on Sunday if he's healthy, I think. Yeah, if he's starting, if he's playing, I'm going to start Danny mm -hmm. Mandola. But as of right now, when he has a concussion, I'm definitely not playing him. Moving on, Ooh. Cooper Cup, a guy that has a, I would put him in the flash category. He had flash on Sunday. He had flash on, on, sat, on last week, and he mm -hmm. looked very good. The L.A. Rams, I'm not quite sure what they are yet. Defensively, they looked very good, but they played the Indianapolis Colts, so I'm putting a clause on the L.A. Rams. Ooh, but let's look, at, let's look at Cooper Cup. This week, he's playing at home versus the Washington Redskins. We know that they have a pretty good secondary. They have a guy named Josh Norman there. It's now, 
Do you think that Cooper Cup is going to be able to do what he did last week, or is he even going to be a guy that you just feel comfortable starting this week? Uh, don't you need to see a little bit more consistency from him before yes. you're willing to, to yes. be 100% in on him? If you have Cooper Cup, there's no reason not to ride the hot hand and play him for two weeks in a row, but you got to keep an eye on it. You can't just settle on, I'm going to play Cooper Cup this week, and he's my guy the rest of the season. Pay attention to it. See how many snaps he gets. See how involved in the offense he is. Because, yeah, a guy can have a really good week one, but if he's not involved in week two, then you got to make a tough decision come week three. So see how he's used in Sean McVay's offense. Trust me, if Sean McVay finds a guy that he likes, he's going to continue to use him. Yeah. So if Cooper Cup emerges as a number two wide receiver behind Sammy Watkins there in LA, then they're going to use Cooper Cup. And I don't think there's a concern about his usage, but he has to live up to that performance for him to warrant it. So I play him this week, but you've got to keep an eye on it. Yeah, I'm also in the start category here when I'm looking at Cooper Cup, but I am paying attention to it just like Chris said, because I don't want to get into the to get into the place where I'm starting him every and week. And he's not getting me any points. Yeah, you got to uh, pay attention to him and see what he's good. doing. Yeah. All right. This week, this game tonight, DeAndre Hopkins, the number one overall wide receiver for the Houston Texans, they're playing at Cincinnati. How do you feel about him this week? Because I'm feeling pretty good. You and I both sat him last week. You yes. and I both. Well, actually, in our league for our podcast league, we we started him just because we didn't have anybody else. <laughs> but we were not a big believers in DeAndre Hopkins as a starter this uh, last week. This week, I like it. Cincinnati does not have the the corners and the secondary that Jacksonville had. Uh, if you're down to Hopkins, you saw Jalen Ramsey a whole lot. You saw A.J. Boye a whole lot when they mixed it up. You're not going to see that level of corner on Cincinnati. I think that opens up more opportunities. Deshaun Watson, very early on, is going to want to establish somebody that he trusts. And why not trust the guy who's probably the best talent on this offense as a whole? So I'm starting DeAndre Hopkins, and I expect a big game from him tonight. Yeah, I'm also starting him because at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson's going to have to pick a guy that he can count on. And DeAndre Hopkins is the guy that you can count on when he's the long-term guy. He's the guy that, that has been in that offense the longest. So you got to trust him when you got a rookie quarterback mm -hmm. going on the road. So I am starting Deshaun Watson. All right, let's move oh, on this to the guy. next. Let's move on. To, this is your guy. This, this guy, is your guy may have cost me my league. This, this is your guy. I'm not happy <laughs> this is Hunter Henry. You know what? You know I'm, I'm going like to take, take a point away. Like me, I'm going to take a point away because I said to start Hunter Henry. Yeah, that was Hunter Henry is an absolute 100% sit this week because of how badly he burned me last week on Monday <laughs> by not catching a single ball. Are you not kidding one. me, Hunter? Come on, man. Catch Zero. a football. So until he's shown more in the offense, so we'll get serious here for a second, until he's shown more in the offense. They have Antonio Gates, so that was a concern that you had, is that Antonio Gates is going to see a lot of the touches. But until Hunter Henry really finds his role, carves out what he's going to be successful at in this offense, you got to keep him on the side right now. Luckily for me, I have O.J. Howard. I want to see what he has. He's probably another tight end that's going to score me no points this week, and then I'm going to have to make a tough decision. But Hunter Henry, for me, is a sit this week. Yeah, that is a big sit for me this week after Antonio Gates looked like the guy that he has been for a very long time for that offense, for the L.A. Now the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, don't call him San Diego. I know. I keep people get upset about San that. Diego. Please don't get upset with me, yeah. San Diego. I know you should still have your football team. Let's just start there. All right, Chris. This is money matchups. We're getting into our money matchups. This is the guys we like this week. We're not giving you the obvious ones. Oh, oh no. The, We're no, not giving no, you no, Aaron no. Rodgers because you're always starting Aaron Rodgers. This is a guy who might be on the bubble for you that we really like his matchup this week. And based off of who it is and who he's playing against, we're starting. So, Chris, we go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end for each uh -huh. of us. I'll let Chris go first. Who do you got starting right. for quarterback? Quarterback. This is a guy that if you maybe have an Andy Dalton or you have a Deshaun Watson and you're not happy about him playing on a short week, if you're in a 16-team league, this is a guy that may be sneaky good value this week. Why? 
because he's facing the Cleveland Browns. Yes, Paige, this is where I'm going. Joe Flacco oh, is my money matchup for quarterback this week. Joe Flacco is going to have a lot of success against this uh, Cleveland defense. They're going to be able to establish the passing game with Jeremy Macklin. And I know they don't have a running game since they lost uh, Danny Woodhead, but I think they're going to be able to have enough balance to open up the play-action game for Joe Flacco. I think against Cincinnati, a home game. I like Joe Flacco this week. You do like Joe Flacco. I do. I don't hate it. I don't know. Obviously, if you I have Tom Brady it. or Matt Ryan or Drew Brees, don't yeah. play Joe Flacco. But if you have Andy Dalton, I don't mean to harp on Andy Dalton, but, he, you know, <laughs> the minus 11 points, negative 11 points, yeah, that's it's pretty not bad. Pretty. If you don't, have don't him, start Andy Joe Flacco's a much better option this All week. All right, this is my money matchup this week. This is Phillip Rivers. I love. Of the Los Angeles Chargers. Of the Los Angeles yes. Chargers. I love, with a capital L, capital L, love big hearts. Ooh, okay? hearts. Loving Phillip Rivers. Hearts? Eighth in fantasy against the Denver Deanvests. Sign me up. When you can score the top ten and you're facing an elite top three defense, yes. Sign me up. They're playing the Dolphins this week. The Dolphins secondary is rated 19th overall by Pro Football Focus. What does that mean? Passing. He's going to throw all over that defense, all over that secondary. High points. I love it. I'm going Phillip Rivers. Start him. And the, tr the trickle-down effect of that is uh, Keenan Allen, yep. Travis Benjamin, maybe a Hunter Henry. I still Melvin don't Gordon think, I still don't think you sit him. offensively. Um, everybody. Yeah, I mean, a lot of love the offensive all. pieces there in San Diego are plays if, uh, if Phillip Rivers is going to have a big Minus game. Minus Hunter Henry. Minus Hunter Henry. He is still a set. I, Hunter, you have to win me back, buddy, okay? Uh, my running back. Yep. I'm going with, I think, who's going to end up being the established back on this team. We didn't get to see them play because their first game was postponed. And this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am going with Jaquiz Rogers as my running back because oh, I think wow. this is the guy that establishes himself there in Tampa Bay. They are going to want to establish the run. They don't have Doug Martin for the first couple of weeks of the season. He's suspended. So they need a running game to help open things up for Jameis Winston with Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard, and uh, Deshaun Jackson, and Mike Evans, and all those pieces. Well, you know what? Everyone's going to have the Mike Evans of the world. Everyone's going to have the Deshaun Jacksons of the world. You know who everyone's not going to have? Jaquiz Rogers. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's going to provide that balance in the running game. And I think early on, they're going to be sluggish which means they're going to run the ball a little bit more to work out some of the jitters. I like Jaquiz Rogers this week. Dang, I like that That's one, too. That's a good one, I, I like that one, too. I almost went with him, but who I'm going with this week is Ty Montgomery, Green Bay Packers running back playing the Atlanta Falcons. Why am I going with him? The defense is bad against pass-catching running backs. Did you know... I would assume that you know. Oh, are we doing this I assume again? that you know that Ty Montgomery was a wide receiver, so he can catch the ball. He's pretty good at it. He Antonio Gates used to be a basketball player. He was traditionally a wide receiver. He's now the running back there. They yep. are horrible against pass-catching running backs. 23 of the 25 overall running back touches went to Ty Montgomery. When you're getting almost all of the touches, uh -huh. I love you. And then let's, I love you. let's add on to that how the Falcons didn't do a very good job against Tariq Cohen catching the ball out of the not. backfield as well. So there's some, there's some recent success there of throwing the ball to the backfield to your running back and them having big games. And I think Ty Montgomery's a guy that's just waiting to break out. So I really like that one. Yeah, Chicago Bears put up a total of 31 fantasy points on the ground when you're a running back. That means good things for the Green Bay offense. Wide receiver, who's your this guy? This is a controversial. Oh, boy. Uh, and I have Antonio Brown in my fantasy league. Okay. I'm taking another Steeler guy, Martavis Bryant. Okay. Big game for him this week. Why? Because Minnesota's going to use a lot of their resources in the secondary to take away Antonio Brown. That's going to open up opportunities. Martavis Bryant has something to prove, and he is going to want to do that this week. I like this matchup for him because, again, Xavier Rhodes is really going to be focused on Antonio Brown. They're really going to try to take him away. I think that opens up the pass-catching opportunities for Le'Veon Bell and for a secondary wide receiver, whether it's Martavis Bryant. They have Sammy Coates still, right? They're, they do. So he can emerge as an option as well. But I really like Martavis Bryant to emerge as the number two wide receiver in Pittsburgh this week. All right. Do you know who I like this week? 
I like I like Deshaun Jackson. Why do I like Ooh, this? Why is do good. I like, I like Deshaun this. Jackson? Because the Bears sell out to the number one overall wide receiver. That's my guess. You saw that happen. That happened last week against Julio Jones. It's going to happen this week against Mike Evans. I'm not telling you not to start Mike Evans, but Deshaun Jackson is going to reap the benefits of the Bears selling out to the number one overall wide receiver on the team. Deshaun Jackson is a must start this week. Money matchup big time against the Chicago Bears. I like that one. I, I don't hate it. My tight end's a little controversial again. Oh I got two straight controversial ones in, go. a while, in a row. So well, let me ask you a question, Paige. The 49ers. If they're guarding a tight end, who would be the perfect player to do it for them? Who would be the perfect, the perfect player? You tell would me, it be Chris. Reuben Foster in that in that linebacking well, core? Would that, would that be Foster, perfect? Yeah, and he's not playing. And he's not playing. So you know what that means? Play Jimmy Graham this week because Jimmy Graham is going to have a huge game because I don't know if there's anybody on this 49ers defense that has the talent to be able to stay with Jimmy Graham. And they're going to want to establish him in the passing game. They were not able to do it against the Green Bay Packers. I think Seattle has a huge game overall. I think they win this game by multiple touchdowns, and I think that means good things for Jimmy Graham. Okay. I, I just want to say this about what Chris is doing. Go ahead. He's trying to make Jimmy Graham a thing. I know. I it's have, just not a yep. thing. Seattle Seahawks, their offense is not a thing. Yeah, next week, Jimmy Graham is no longer be a, a thing, thing for me. No, I, not a thing. Yeah. Not um, a thing. Who's your tight end? Uh, this is the one that I'm really going to throw some stats at you. Okay. Oh, you're coming with the knowledge. I'm coming with I come the knowledge. I'm coming with the hot takes. You got the knowledge. the knowledge. Okay. Okay, this is Charles Clay from the Buffalo Bills. In the, his first 13 weeks, okay, he was the number 34 overall tight end. In the five weeks in, including first week this week and the last five weeks there, he's the number one overall tight end in fantasy football with 58 fantasy points. He was targeted eight times last week. That's three more than the next guy, Jordan Matthews, on the Buffalo offense. That means that Clay's going to get the ball. That means that he's Tyrod's guy. And that means I am starting him as the tight end because the numbers don't lie. I'm not going to argue with that. See, numbers, Chris, I'm if just the, I'm If here the to numbers are the there, the numbers are there. I can't yeah, argue with I'm that. Yeah, I'm here to drop the you didn't, you didn't bash my pick. You just said you didn't like it. That's all right. No, I, I, I could have gone bashing. You could have. I could have. I didn't. really wanted to. You did. I really wanted to, but I held back. But now oh, is the time. It's the, the moment I've been waiting for. The moment we've all been waiting yep. for. So let's I'm let me, close let me set my laptop this here. Up, okay? It's called Your Team Sucks. Okay? Week one, a lot of teams sucked. Andy Dalton. A lot of teams. You if sucked. you have Andy Dalton on your team, your team probably yep. sucked. You played Odell Beckham Jr. So, yeah. So, what happened? A lot of people sent me videos. Oh, okay? So, we picked a couple of videos that portray how fantasy football fans feel on a week-to-week -week basis. Are we commentating over these as well? Do you want my, oh, li do you want my live reactions? Live I haven't seen all of these. Yeah, I've seen these. You, you want my live reactions? So, what's going to happen here is we're going to watch these okay. videos. So, Nico, behind the glass, yep. you, you he, make it happen. He's going to make it possible, and you'll get my live reactions. You're going to get live reactions. I don't know what, well, I, gonna I don't know what you're going to what you're going to see. I have no idea what to expect. This it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right, let's go. Let me tell you why I suck as a fantasy footballer. Uh, when seven out of eight of your starting lineup score under their projection, especially players not like great. Le'Veon Bell not and Des Bryant, uh, everything I've been taught is a complete lie. Uh, I thought Le'Veon Bell was going to be a top three back this week and really usher me into a week one win and start off to a great season. Uh, when you score four points in a non-PPR league, it uh, makes oh, you want to throw up a little bit. So, I suck as a fantasy footballer. You know, I, this, it's not really that fair. I, I mean, Brendan, you, you played guys and they just didn't meet their projections. You. And I played Le'Veon. 
and it hurt me. We lost this week. In a non-PPR league, yeah. putting up four points when you are the consensus number two overall guy, Yeah, that's a shot to the heart. Yeah, that one wasn't that's great. That's a shot to the heart. I'm going to give him a pass, though, because it, he didn't give me any specific players that pointed me to that he drafted <laughs> he poorly. He seven of his eight guys didn't yeah. score their projections. Uh, okay. That's bad. That's, that's not bad great, luck, man. but maybe they were good players. He didn't give me specifics. Or maybe I'm he's stuck at fantasy football. Maybe he know, does. Brandon. I'm willing to give him a pass. I'm not, I'm not going to rip into him just yet. Brendan, we want your video next week. Yeah, I need to know who's on the team, Brendan. being horrible again. All right, let's hit another one here. My dream of fantasy football prosperity ended before there was even a snap in the NFL this year. Oh, this is going to be good. Let me tell you why. So I was taking place in a $300 auction draft. The kind of league you play. Okay, Odell Beckham Jr. came out with the sixth overall pick. I wanted him. Julio Jones was already taken. A couple of really good running backs had already been taken. People were saying the Giants were going to be better this year. OBJ, you know he's going to get his yards. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get his touchdowns. You know he's going to make some spectacular plays. I wanted him on my team. So I low-balled it at first, started off with a modest $25 bet. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Well, let me tell you, because somebody bet $80. Expected. I knew it would go up. And so I responded with an $85 bet. Except here's the thing, I didn't quite hit that delete button oh, no. hard enough. Oh no. And before I even was able to look up to see what I had done, oh, boy. I had bet 285 of my $300 oh. on my first pick in the draft. That's not good. So the rest of my team was filled with such stat stuffers like Andy stat Dalton, Tyrod Taylor, Matt Forte, Rex Burkhead. Essentially ending my season. I'm trying to nickel and dime it. I was able to get Joe Flacco off of waivers. I got Jason Witten, but uh, yeah, my team sucks this year, and now you know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do something that I have never done in the three, to, this is the second episode, third episode that we're doing of yeah. this show. I'm banning somebody from playing fantasy football next oh, season. Boy. That's it. If you make a mistake where you spend 285 of your $300 on one player, I, I'm giving you a one-year ban. A one-year ban that you Take cannot break, play fantasy. Well, take, take a year a off because you're not winning this year. So you know what? You can serve your suspension now. You can serve your ban now yeah. and come back next year. Don't even look at your team. Who cares? You're not winning. Stat stuffers. Tyrod Taylor is not favorite, a stat stuffer, first of favorite, all. New favorite slogan. First of all, I don't know what Tyrod Taylor is going to provide for you in terms of points, but it is not a stat stuffer. He's going to do nothing. So you're banned. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm banning people from, from fantasy. I love the term stat stuffer. That is now my fantasy football, th my fantasy oh, football team. Thank you, Chris. Let's get some more of these. Let's get some more of them. Hey, Paige. I just wanted to give a shout-out to my entire fantasy football team that was rock solid this Sunday, except for the sorry-ass New England Patriots defense. That's right. I can't believe I wasted a 12th round draft pick on you. Are you kidding me? You're going to get gashed for 148 rushing yards by a 22-year-old rookie from Willoughby, Ohio? You're supposed to be the number two ranked 4-3 oh, defense God. in the NFL? Are you kidding me? You gave up 42 points to the Kansas City Chiefs. You gave me a total of one fantasy point. I wasted a 12th round draft pick on you. This is unbelievable. Does Bill Belichick still coach this team? Did he make the entire defense walk home? I hope he did. I hope he made the entire defense walk home. This is unacceptable by my standards, let alone Belichick's standards. 
You made me go out and pick up, well, the Baltimore defense, which isn't bad at all because the sorry losers in my league let me get away with drafting uh, Todd Gurley, uh, Julio Jones, and Ezekiel Elliott in the first three rounds. So somehow the Baltimore defense... Uh, with a favorable matchup in week two, is getting selected. And I'm not dropping you because I know how it goes with Patriots. You're going to go off and score 20 points a week from this point on. But shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. Page is broken up over here. I can't. I Paige, can't. It's Paige so can't good. Contain First of all, if you're a Game of Thrones watcher, which you're not, uh, no, so it's, it's not as funny overrated, to you. Overrated but show. shame, when he is saying shame, I'm losing my mind because it is Game of Thrones. Shame. Now here's the bad shame. news. I don't know if the Patriots defense is going to do any better this week. The Saints are pretty good offensively. Start Baltimore, Derek. Yeah, start definitely Baltimore start Baltimore. Do not play New England this week. They yeah, are. But can we talk about the sorry-ass New England defense? Yeah. That is amazing. I, I, I need it. to now ask Bill Belichick if he made the defensive players walk home. I need to know if that was so a thing. So good. Yeah. So good. But shame. Oh, shame. That's our new I, thing. We, gotta, new thing. we have more of these? These are great. Oh, yeah. We got All more. right. Let's go. More. What's up, guys? My misfortunes this week in fantasy football were that David Johnson and Kevin White are both out for the year. On top of that, I started Tyler Eifert and Brandon Marshall. So it was pretty rough. I hope no one else has this misfortune that I did this week. Thank you guys, and keep doing your show. This is the definition Dylan, of the Dylan, did you score negative points this week? This is definition. Definition of the sofa quarterback. He's trying to tell us, Dylan. Dylan, did you score negative points this week? He scored negative points. David Johnson. Oh, yeah, David out. Johnson. He had Brandon Marshall who caught one pass. He didn't even exist. Did Tyler Eifert do anything, or was he just tackling players as they went the other way with pick sixes? Tackling players. Okay. And Brandon Marshall, I could have started, and you'd have the same yeah. amount of fans. So, I, really did you score any points this week, Dylan? I, I'm not sure. That's not great. Oh, Dylan. Not good. My favorite is the little Beckham Jr. one. I don't know if that's going to be topped yet on this show. All right. Let's get another one. One more heart. I started Hunter Henry and lost DJ for the year. Cancel the season. He listened to you, Chris. Wow. This is Chris's fault. Chris told Steve, who I know, oh. shout out to Stove. That's what I call him. Shout out to Stove oh, on Twitter. No. You listen to Chris. I, That's where you went I wrong. I feel and responsible. I don't feel responsible for the David Johnson part. Not at all. But the Hunter, but the Henry? Hunter Henry, I will take bad. full responsibility so for. Bad. I thought he was going to have a really breakout performance. Uh, and by breakout, I mean score more than zero points because he didn't catch a ball. <laughs> don't listen to Chris. Don't listen to me so ever. Bad. If you've not learned at this point, you're never going to learn. Just listen to me. Is there any more? We got any more left over there? All right, we're That's good. it. That's it so for this week. So if you want to be a part of your team sucks, because obviously it's therapeutic. We all feel better. We are making fun. We're laughing but up here crying. Day, yeah. On Monday morning next week or Tuesday morning next week, I'm going to take a video of Chris because he's probably going to be crying about whatever guy he started that was a bad decision because we all know he's going to make at least one. At least And one. I inevitably am going to hate somebody on my team because that's what happens. Every yep. year I got one guy that I hate. He's on my hate list. And it's it's been Eddie Lacy in the past, and I still hate him. It's still, still Eddie Lacy. It's still Eddie Lacy. I didn't draft him, okay? Do not draft. Do not start Eddie Lacy, okay? The running back situation is awful. But if you want to submit these videos, you find me on Twitter at the underscore sports page with an I. You send me these videos. You feel better about yourself, okay? You let it out. You 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 have grievances. Your fantasy football team let you down. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We're Air here out. together. We're, this We're here is together. therapeutic. We're here together. This is therapeutic. We'll laugh That's about it, and then we'll just move on to the next week. Exactly. But we got to tease the fact that Sunday morning we got a pigskin with pancakes show coming up, so you're going to want to watch on fanregsports.com because we're going to be going through all the fantasy matchups, 
team by team, week by week, yep. looking at who the guys that were starting and sitting up to the minute, updates on the injuries, the guys that were really questionable about a guy like Danny Amendola that we talked about earlier, yep. Chris. We will have Chris, an update for him on Sunday. How can people follow you? On uh, they can follow me at Chris R. Schubert. Uh, direct all of your Hunter Henry hate my direction. Yes. Uh, go ahead that. and do that. You want to direct any other fantasy hate my direction, I'm all for it. Also, direct all your bad food takes. To Chris, yep, because that's fine. I'm king like of those. Breakfast food. Breakfast food's overrated. Okay, can we just French toast, pancakes, all and waffles? Are, doesn't like any of All of them it. are overrated. According to my poll right now, with 3,000 votes in, French toast in the lead because they're obviously the king of breakfast. And Chris is very, very wrong. Okay, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the underscore sports page. If you want to follow the show, it's at the Keepers FF on Twitter. And as always, send Chris your hate, yep. send me your love. This has been the Keepers.